You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hi, everyone. I am Martina Cunha, and you're listening to Backstage Talk. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Backstage Talk. I am so excited for this premiere season episode and this wonderful, wonderful guest that we have today because I am over the moon to introduce you all to Ana Villafañe. Um, I'm fangirling right now. I'm so nervous. <laughs> uh, I've been waiting to have this conversation for so long. Um, Ana, you've seen her in a bunch of stuff, but mainly as the lead creator of an incredible Broadway character based on the pop icon Gloria Estefan in the Broadway production of On Your Feet. Um, and I know that Anna has a lot of things to tell us today because right now <laughs> she is in London. Um, but yeah, I'll just stop right there because Anna, thank you so much for being here. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. We really have been talking about this for like years, yes. but it's funny how things happen because I think, I think the timing is perfect. And to start the new season for you and also just with everything that I have going on, I think this is, this is the universe needed yes. it to be now. So I'm oh, so yes. excited. Thank you. No, thank you. You were a sweetheart when I met you at the Azul, a new musical concert back in, in New York in May this year. Um, and it was just like a highlight of my trip to New York uh, to see you performing, to finally meet you, get to hug you, get to invite you personally <laughs> and not only over email. Um, so what else do we need to know about you? Oh, oh my gosh. I mean, where to begin, right? I feel like we can't be defined by our jobs or by even, you know, an hour long episode of, an, of a podcast. I feel like, uh, like you just mentioned, you know, there's been so much going on. I think that people are so uh, excited to be working again ever since, you know, post pandemic. And I think that in the artistic fields, especially there's such a hunger to create and especially to, um, I think uplift voices that weren't amplified before so that has felt really exciting because like i feel like the the world and definitely our industry has been serious about that um you know there's always more we can do but i think that that i have seen such a shift and it's been beautiful and like you said we met at azul which was at joe's pub which was amazing and uh such an incredible piece to be a part of and then now i am in london starting rehearsals tomorrow for um for the new musical Sinatra for the the world premiere of Sinatra I can't believe that they've never done a Sinatra musical until now and I'm just so excited because I'm playing the role of the iconic movie star Ava Gardner and so which was of course his wife um and it's just it's so exciting it's so 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 exciting and I, I look at my career and I'm like wow like I've been able to to play these women who are real real life women not fictional characters who um who are exciting and powerful and strong and sexy and intelligent and and uh and just I mean you said it best iconic so, <laughs> so I'm excited I'm very excited oh my god I cannot believe you're gonna be in Sinatra that is so exciting I know 
I can't believe it either. It's so weird. Everywhere I go, obviously, like we're we're surrounded. Our lives are always inundated with Sinatra music. Like it's so pervasive and it's such a like cultural um I don't know, it's just everywhere. He's everywhere and, and his artistry reaches like transcends everything like certainly continents as i'm out here and everyone's freaking out about this and then um it's it's really really cool so i'm excited it's it's wild too because it's the sinatra estate you know and it's universal music so now i'm like house of estefan house of sinatra and i'm like wait how did this happen like i'm you know i'm just really really grateful that that is insane but i want to dial a little bit back at only to mention to the listeners, this is also your, your Western debut. So you did your yes. Broadway debut almost 10 years ago um, with On Your Feet. And now you're doing your Western debut with Sinatra. That is mind-blowing. Yes. I know. I'm so excited. It's such a bucket list item. It's funny because like I have very specific uh, things on my bucket list. And West End has definitely been up there. I, a lot of people don't know this, but I was offered to do the West End when On Your Feet came out here. But at the time I was in a contract with ABC and Disney in LA. And so I didn't get to do it. So ever since then, I have like that little frustration that I want to do it even more, you yeah. know? <laughs> and so, um, so I'm really excited. I also, it's also my second time now originating a Broadway musical because it is going to transfer to Broadway. So it's very exciting and, um, and you know, we're just getting, I, I mean, I guess at the time this episode airs, we'll be already in rehearsals, but, uh, but right now while we're recording it, I'm, I'm starting tomorrow. So I have all my little, I'm like nervous, but I'm excited. I, I'm excited to meet everybody because these people are going to be in my life for a long time. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, it's just. It's, it's, I look at my, I, I'm smiling like a child. <laughs> no, and you're glowing. I mean, look at you living the dream. <laughs> Thank you. Mind you, off a flight that I did not sleep because I was reading. So Ava Gardner has a book. And I, of course, you know, if I'm going to be doing a bio, any kind of biographical piece, I, I dive into the deep end of the pool and I do all my research and stuff. Like anybody who saw on your feet knows how detailed and intricate I was in terms of the, the responsibility of, of playing Gloria. And then I just did a movie where I was playing a woman, Alina Fernandez, yeah. who is also real and who was on set with me the whole time. So like, again, it's that responsibility to really honor these women. And then now Ava, she's, she passed away a long time ago, but, um, but I've been, you know, watching all her films and watching documentaries on her. And uh, I just started her book last night when, when the plane took off and I assumed that, you know, maybe 20 pages in, I would feel tired and fall asleep. And then I'll just pick up the book here, like, you know, after rehearsals and stuff. And no, I didn't sleep at all. I was just there like reading like a nerd just because it, you know, cause it's informing so much. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm so tired, but I'm so happy and I'm so excited that I don't care. And I'm one of those weird people too, that when I check into a hotel, I completely unpack, like I move in. Yeah. So as soon as I got here, I did that. And, you know, so it's, uh, it's exciting. Oh it's my God, first. but I it's love it. First. I Thank love you. It. Um, I want to go back to your beginnings. I know that you are a Miami, um, you were born and raised in Miami before like I was raised not born oh bo but yes raised raised in Miami I was born in Atlanta yes oh, raised okay. in Miami 
Georgia. Yeah. Everybody Georgia thinks born, I was born. Yeah, Miami, exactly. Miami grown. <laughs> yes, exactly. But the Miami is very accentuated because of, obviously because of my career, because of playing Gloria. And um, I definitely had a Miami accent when I moved to LA because I, so I born in Atlanta, raised in Miami. I got signed my senior year of high school and that took me out to LA and I, you know, went to college out there and I got a degree in opera at LMU. And, um, but at the, all the while I was already working because I already had an agent. So I was going to auditions and doing commercials and, you know, doing, working my way up the system, just like, uh, doing all of the, all of the things, a lot of like co-star roles and then eventually guest star roles. And, you know, the, the way that it, that it happens, all of the paying my dues all happened in LA. And then, um, and then in 2014, when they were doing the worldwide search for Gloria, I had already graduated from school. I was like teaching spinning at um, different gyms in LA and, um, and acting. And then I heard about this musical happening and about, and about, you know, the Estefans doing their story on stage on Broadway. And I was like, I really want to audition for this. And my team, my former team, my agents and my managers of that time, they were like, no, you're not a Broadway girl. But I grew up doing musical theater. So my heart, I was like, you don't get to tell me what I am. I tell you what I am. <laughs> I know what I am. I know what I can bring to the table. And it was just calling me. And I felt this like ridiculous, uh, almost like like a magnet calling me to that show and um and finally I gave them an ultimatum and I sat them down and I was like if you don't get me in the door I'm gonna find new representation and they did get me in the door and I was flown they sent a video to Gloria's lawyer and uh Rick DePico and of me singing and they're like there's this girl she's Cuban she's out in, in LA and she would love to come audition and they were down to the wire. They had come down to like three girls through the worldwide search that they had been doing for months. And so they flew me to New York for two days and I auditioned for Jerry Mitchell, our director. And then I had the call back the next day for Jerry, for Sergio Trujillo, the choreographer, for all the producers at Niederlander and for the Estefans. And that night when I left the audition, I sang anything for you, rhythm is gonna get you and, um, one, two, three. And, uh, and when I left the audition, I was shaking, I was completely shaking. And I was yeah. like, numb, like my brain, I like blacked out. And I'm walking the streets of New York just to like get my adrenaline down. And I was like, I really need a drink. And I meet up with my friend to go get a drink. I was like, I need a glass of champagne. I'm freaking out. I just had my first Broadway audition ever. And I got the phone call that I got the job that night. Oh my yeah. God. So <laughs> that, so that's the story yeah and that's, that's what insane. took me to new york yeah uh, that was october that was the that was the end of september of 2014 and i had two weeks to completely um move out of my apartment in la break my lease all the things like just drop my entire life and move to new york and i thought it was going to be like six months i still had my car my car was at my best friend's house i was like oh i'll be back you know soon because no one ever assumes that their show is going to be a hit or let alone a worldwide like <laughs> oh an international hit and um 
And we just made that thing with so much love and we just poured so much of ourselves into it. And, and I never left New York. <laughs> I love that. I love yeah. that. Um, oh my God. That, that is so much. Uh, I, I want know. To, I want to ask you, how has your heritage influenced your artistry? Because you also, I mean, you played this Latin worldwide icon and on your feet, yes. but also you grew up being Cuban American. And that yes. obviously must have somehow influenced all your artistry growing up, going to your uh, college in LA, working in LA, yep. and then going to New York, and now going to London. <laughs> um, yes, definitely. I, I credit my family. I credit the way that I was raised. My parents um, have instilled a lot of pride in me and my siblings. Um, we never grew up ashamed of who we are at all you know Spanish is my first language I didn't really start speaking English more until I moved to LA to be honest with you um because in Miami I mean everybody's kind of speaking Spanish on the DL and so uh, my dad is from El Salvador and he came to this country when he was 16 and um my mom is Cuban and you know we were just I was just taught to own that with such pride and to bring it into whatever room I step into as an added bonus that everybody gets to, to receive, you know? I also think it does help that I grew up in an environment where Latinos are very much front and center and, and you know, the majority in Miami. Um, so, growing up seeing Latino CEOs, Latino presidents, Latino principals, Latinos lead, leading. Um, I think that was, it, it's just the environment that I grew up in, you know, like completely by mistake. That wasn't by choice necessarily of mine, but that's what I grew up seeing. So it's not weird to me to have the audacity to think that I do deserve positions of power or, um, or whatever. And I think that that's where my uh my version of of representation and and how it can really be impactful i think that's where it comes from because i'm a product of it i saw my father um be an absolute boss in his job i saw my mother like as highly educated people in this country and who had to deal with their fair share of challenges i mean the reason we even left atlanta the reason we left georgia was because of the racism in the south And, um, and my dad was not getting the jobs he was qualified for because of the color of his skin, because of his accent, because of being from El Salvador. So, um, you know, so th there's a lot that goes to play into it, but I really credit my family and my parents and my grandparents, my grandmothers, very strong, smart women, educated women, even of their generations, you know? So I, I, I come from that, um, that yes, I deserve it kind of mentality, I think. And I think that that's really beautiful. And I think that I'm seeing it more and more as as this concept of like, it, I mean, it was put best in on your feet, like as this concept of this is what an American looks like really starts to permeate, I think, our society. And it makes me really, really proud because like, it is, <laughs> it is what an American looks like. And I, and I think that that's really beautiful. Oh my God, I'm having all the feels. 
Um, <laughs> with, with your answer, I just love it. Thank you so much for sharing that. I want to oh, know, of course. what is the best thing about being a Latin artist? Mm, I think the best thing about being a Latin artist is having the humility to learn and to expand, but also having the courage to 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 claim where I come from and bring that with me anywhere, you know, and that ends up, I think, showing in my work. I don't think it's um, by mistake. I don't think it's a coincidence that, that the roles I've gotten to play and especially now stepping into um, my first, I guess, non-Latina role. Um, I don't think it's a coincidence that they are so strong, that they are so courageous, that they are so, deeply sensitive to the world and empathetic. Like I think that being Latina has given me that worldview, has given me that perspective, has given me that power within myself because I don't just look at things in one way. I, I you know, we, we draw from what we know. So it's, a, it's like our, our view is just a little bit bigger. I love Because I'm not just one thing. I think that that's where, where a lot of actors get like stuck into holes, right? Like I'm not just one thing. I've never had the luxury of being just one thing. I've always been Cuban and Salvadoran and American and, you know, all of it's all the yes ands. Yes. And that's the, that's the most interesting characters. Because if a character is just the bad guy, that's one dimensional anyway. So like as my culture has informed me to be multidimensional. All of my characters get that too. I absolutely love that because I think that when we have, we, we always as performers bring something from our personal luggage into the character. For sure. But when For we sure. can bring much more things, and as you just said, have a multi-dimensional really multi-dimensional character that we are portraying mm -hmm. is just beautiful and it's not only yeah. you can play latin characters because you're latin it's how your latin baggage can inform any other type of characters that maybe are non-latin that maybe are from the other side of the world and i think that Correct. is beautiful yeah it's amazing it's also it's also just like i don't know like we have all these like superpowers that we really don't even notice or think about, right? Like I shot a movie last summer in Colombia, right? And it was amazing because I had never been working. Well, I'd never lived in Latin America, first of all, because Miami, we always joke that Miami is Northern Latin America, but it's not, right? So living in Colombia for so many months and, and working there, the crew was entirely Spanish speaking. My director, is from Spain, Miguel Bardem. And so he spoke predominantly in Spanish and he would switch a little bit when he had to speak to certain people. But um, the movie itself is in English. The script is in English. And I had to perform the script in English with a very thick Cuban period accent um, of like the 70s, 80s, 90s. And then and then in real life, if I would turn to my co-star, James Franco, or to um, when my boyfriend was in town visiting or whatever, like somebody that speaks only English, I would be speaking how I'm speaking to you right now in a, in a neutral English, my normal 
day-to-day -day English. So the crew would always be like astonished at how fast I would be switching from regular English to my, you know, acted, my in-character, yeah. in-accent English, and then my fluent Spanish because it's my first language. And it's just like, we don't realize that that's actually really cool because to us, it's normal. Yeah. Like if you have whatever culture you're from, it doesn't have to be Latin, but if you are, for example, I have a, a friend who's an actress who's, who's Chinese American. And like, it, when you can just switch like that, like that is actually, people get taught that in schools, you know, like, and when you think about these like conversations about accents and about actors with accents and it's like, well, how many languages do you speak? You know, because if you want to, if you want to be criticizing somebody for having an accent, that person can literally speak multiple languages, yeah. one, maybe two, maybe three. And that's a superpower. Whereas the people doing the criticizing sometimes it's like, just get yourself Rosetta Stone. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you can do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, I th this whole week, I've been telling some friends, um, I always send the the Modern Family scene clip in which oh, Sofia yeah. Vergara um, is like fighting with her husband and her kids saying like, you don't know how smart I am in Spanish because I have right. to translate everything in real time. And it's so true. Like us it's bilingual, so trilingual people, we have to... We, we have the, the languages in our brains and we have to literally okay. on real time translate stuff. And yeah. it's so funny. It's so funny. I've never, you know, just now, right before this, um, this sitting down, this conversation, I was at high tea um, with, with Kathleen Marshall, my director, and with Scott Landis, my producer for Sinatra. And, and it was so interesting because I had, I guess because I started in a show that was, I mean, it was the first show ever on Broadway to hire a truly authentic Hispanic cast. Yay, yeah. Emilio Estefan. And then, um, but it's weird to go from that to then this element being out here in London. And she's like, so do you speak Spanish? And I was like, yes, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, so it's like, it's, it's interesting. It's the code switching that we do and the way that we carry ourselves, that we're able to carry ourselves and shapeshift in all these different, um in all these different elements depending on where we're standing like if you put me I mean case in point I'm here in London I'm at high tea and I'm being asked if I even speak Spanish whereas in Colombia they were shocked that I was speaking English you know what I mean so it's so it's really interesting and, and I think that that's a really um I mean we are if wherever you're from again it's not just about being Latin but but being an artist that is of a different culture and that brings that culture with them like you really are i mean you're you're the entire world in one person and that being able to access all of that is delicious and will be so incredibly powerful whether it's on stage or on screen or if you're writing or if you're you know because because you have all of that world within you and that's so cool yes one of my last questions for you is yeah. who is your biggest Latin inspiration? Oof. Wow. <laughs> wow. Oh my God, what a what a question. I mean, it would be impossible not to say Gloria's one, like up there, like top three, because obviously, yeah. hello. <laughs> um, but I think I would say, I mean, there are so many people. I look at AOC. I look at Celia Cruz, today's 20 years since the passing of Celia Cruz, right? Yes. I mean, let's go with that. 
today is the 20 I mean she changed the game and she she brought herself so authentically and talk about courage talk about being a pioneer and just showing up and 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 wearing those colorful wigs and all of the wardrobe and just being unapologetically herself and being and unmistakably so because now you look back and you're like oh that's Celia like the, you you the feathers and the the purple hair and the whatever like like she had her trademark things that nobody else was doing and you think of this during a time when when she was one of one you know and and especially as a woman um that is that is badass. Am I allowed to say badass? Am I yes. allowed to say a bad word? Okay, great. <laughs> that is badass to me. Like to, to have that type of, I don't know, Asuka. I mean, hello. Yes. <laughs> she said the word her best herself, but she she's, uh, we're going to go with Celia Cruz today. I love that. I love that. My last question for you is what are yes. your top five favorite musical theater shows? Rent. Rent is like forever. I'm such a rent head. Um, I actually live in the East Village because I have romanticized rent my whole life. Um, Gypsy. I love Gypsy. I really want to play Mama Rose one day when I'm una señora, you know. Um, God, okay, top five, top five. I, gosh, okay, Rent, Gypsy. Musical theater, not not plays as well. You can add them if you want to. Okay. Um, I would say Hedda Gabler, because that's another that's another role I want to play. So that's a straight play. Um I would say, well, I'm like drawing a blank. Maybe this is the part where the jet lag happens. <laughs> I mean, in the heights, I still like to this day, I'll go for a run and I'll just listen to the cast album. Be- original cast album of in the heights it was a game changer absolute game changer it got me through college i would i would walk around like crying lonely homesick when i was living in la and didn't know anybody and i would just be like mira, mira. <laughs> you know um so definitely in the heights and then one more mm. i this is so hard <laughs> I'm trying to think of like what I've seen recently. Top five. Oh, I'm going to be so mad at myself when I can't think of something. <laughs> I'm going to leave it open. I'm going to leave it open. Perfect. I can't, I can't think of it. <laughs> I love it. No, no worries. <laughs> I love that. Anna, this has been absolutely a dream come true thank you so much for being here for being part thank of you. this latins in musical theater special i Yay. you know how much i love you so i don't need to like restate that but you're gonna be great in london i cannot wait to thank see you, you back not only on the west end but on broadway with sinatra thank you so much for being here thank you thank you thank you thank you Thanks everyone for listening to this new episode of Backstage Talk. Remember to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Backstage Talk Podcast.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.